Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Brought to you by Roughneck Scars, Acres FC, and of course for the culture. This is your host, as always, Elliot Barr, and joining me is my good man, Shanir Duran II. And not only are we celebrating another Richmond Kickers win, I think that's what three in a row. Three in a row. It's been a long time since we've done that. We also have the uh, Henny Darby Trophy here with us in studio, so... It's back where it belongs, man. Right? It's back where it belongs, in Richmond. The sun's out. It's Champions League final Sunday. <sighs> feels right. It does. It just feels... Does. Feels right. It's not too hot like it's been the past few weeks. No, it's nice and no. breezy it's outside. It's not slave heat. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not, not the kind of heat where my ancestors had to pick cotton out. <laughs> you know, it feels good. It feels good to be outside today. Um, well, man, we got a lot to talk about. I think we have, what, two other episodes to record today? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a long, long day, but it's all worth it when the kickers win, so. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so where do you want to start off at this game? Because I, I know where I want to start. Well, I mean, for me, this this game was special for me um, for several reasons. First, and one of the reasons which kind of, took a nosedive and didn't end up happening was Joe Rice. Yeah. Know, not being able to to see Joe Rice play. Um, I was really surprised that he did not get a start. And I don't I know. know if it was... Well, because I know um, Rev's head coach was out with... Uh, they didn't really say... I think he got a false positive. But I know... Yeah, I think they, they, they were saying that it was unclear yeah. on, on the results. So they were just to be safe. Yeah, be safe. But then, I, I don't know if they thought like, oh, Richmond knows him too much. I don't know. I, I I imagine you would have to start Joe because, I mean, he had something to prove. Exactly, exactly. He had something to prove. It would have been, you know, a good a good story. But, unfortunately, no Joe Rice. The second thing that made this a special game for me is, as many of you may know, I'm from Boston. Uh, grew up watching New England Revolution play, going to Foxborough Stadium and then Gillette Stadium when it became Gillette Stadium. So, actually seeing that stadium... Seeing the the bridge and lighthouse, it was, just brings back memories. How are you? Yeah. So, but yeah, I was you know I was kickers through and through with this one. Yeah, and I mean these teams also really enough had like a lot of history between them as well. With you know Rob Ucrop playing for the um, Revs and Darren Sawasi playing for the Revs and yeah. us playing the U.S. Open Cup. So even though it's the two team, Richard is used to Revs and yeah everything up there. It's kind of it's, you know. It's a unique game, but going into this game, Richmond Kickers, I, I tweeted it out there from our account about how this game was pretty much a trap game. Yes. Like, it's very easy to, for Richmond to go into this game, we're on a two-game winning streak, kind of be like, all right, Revs kind of dropped the ball against North Texas, we don't need to take them super seriously, we can relax, 
and we got Greenville ahead next week. And Rebs, too, for those who don't know, like, they can turn up. Yes, they, they can. They can turn up. They might not have a win yet, but they can turn up and score and kind of create that upset. And I hate to say it, but you know Richmond kickers love. Like, we're that team that gives a team on the losing streak their first win. I exactly. Orlando City Orlando last City year. Orlando City last year, yep. Um, you know, so it, it seemed like everything was like, I was hoping to pray. I was like, please don't let this be the trap game. Please don't let this be the trap game. Yeah, it, it, it would have been heartbreaking, to be honest with you. Um, but... I mean, it had these moments where it almost looked like it was going to be, especially when the game got tied up, I think, in what, like the 64th, 60th minute or something? No, it like was that? 70, 71st. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 71st minute. Um, and a sub, too, basically, coming on for New England Revolution, tying yeah. it up. Um, so, where, where should we start? Because we didn't see, like, the initial... We haven't seen the Richmond press the way how we normally see it. It kind of seemed more of sit more mid-blockage, don't engage all at once. Exactly. And I think that's what Darren also changed the system a little bit because what he realized was if we engage super high on, we leave holes in between later in the game. Exactly. So yeah, because when tired legs, you, you it, people are slow to get back into that yeah. position, especially when you're pressing high. So we saw that, and I mean, once again, we still saw Riley Craft out there being a bulldog. Oh yes, oh Riley Craft had an awesome game. I <laughs> he he wasn't, you know. I'm so glad he got his goal. Oh, <laughs> I'm so glad. I am so happy he got I'm that so goal. Glad. And you saw his reaction too. You can see that that was a weight off of his shoulder. I can't wait to break down his goal, but uh, go ahead and finish your point. <laughs> no, I mean, I, he, I, I know I wouldn't give him man of the match, but he was in that in that realm. Um, he definitely did his job in the midfield. He he handled himself very well in that midfield. Um, a lot of a lot of situations in that first half did have me feeling like, oh great, this is not. It. I think we hit the post the the, the woodwork twice. Uh, yo, I we hit the know. post once at the crossbar once. Although I mean, like that was um, yeah, Bulldog when when he ripped that. Cannon and goes pings off the crossbar. I was like, not I don't know again. what Luke needs to do or who Luke needs to pay, but I need my man to get a goal. I, it'll come. I'm not. I'm not too concerned because Luke Pavone does so much apart from being a goal scoring striker yeah. that when that first goal comes, it'll be all right. You know? Yeah, I, I feel like when he gets that first goal, it's going to open the floodgate. Oh, but it's still, going to open the floodgate. And, and is, I think that's the same thing with Riley Craft. He has to post, what, twice in this game? Like, no, he has to post once. He then has a header that goes just over the crossbar. Yes. And then he had another shot that's like, he put if the goalkeeper is anywhere else, it's in. And I'm yes. just like, oh, like, man, come on. Yeah. But... I want to ask you a question before we get into describing the goals and everything. Yeah. Are you a little bit concerned about how Richmond is... Do you feel like this Richmond team is kind of going back to how it was last year where our main scoring threat is Joey Gariano? Well, this year is Emiliano. And no one else is really stepping up to the scoring? Or do you feel more like people are getting in the right chances they're just not converting them yet? 
they're just not converting them yet because Moape has been getting into good positions. Although I, I have noticed that Moape isn't as concerned about putting the ball on net rather than laying it off or squaring it right in front of the goal. He's been more of a danger as an assist, as as a, a chance creator yeah. than a goal scorer. Um, I'm... Bolanos is gonna is gonna get his goal soon because I mean in the second half he was running because like I told you Bolanos is that super sub. I got beef with Bolanos. So I'm gonna let you finish. He he is that super sub and he wants to be able to to prove that he can come on, run out of tired defense, give them hell, and just just dig the knife in deeper with more goals. I got beef. You know. He did have certain situations where I felt like, dude. He could have laid it off the ball to Ankle. He could have laid it off the Ankle. He could have. He could have. Yo, it was in the end of the game. And Bologna was going down like, oh, oh. Just lay it off. Just lay it off. Lay it off. Lay it off. Why are you too late? Now he's going to shoot. And he just, if he lays it off the Ankle, Ankle looked like, dude, I. I'm here. <laughs> I'm like, oh. But I mean, Bolanos is one who's gonna get a goal. Bulldog, it's it's coming. Riley Kraft got his today. Luke Pavone is knocking on the door. I do feel that this team has goals in it. Okay. It's not just Terzaghi. Terzaghi is not just this year's Gallardo. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because that was kind of my fear of just like teams are now gonna start honing in on Terzaghi. Exactly. You know, kind of like how it was last year. Teams started out I, I think it would have happened by now. But I think teams realize that, yeah, he's their leading scorer, but we still got, there's still other dangers we have to worry about as well. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't just be like, oh, just smother Tazagi and you'll be all right. You know? I would like to see, I, I really wanted to see Luke score. I mean, he got what? I think a 7.6 magic rating. Yes. Fight um, about football, but. He played really well throughout the game. He provided pressure on the back line. Yes. Um, cut out dangerous passes. And, you know, Matt Bolduck, once again, I got to say, he is the anima to this whole offense. He like, is. He can go right wing, left wing, left mid, right mid, and striker. And I do like the fact mid. that throughout the game, and you never know when it's going to happen, Mawape and Bulldogs switch sides. Yeah. And you're, all of a sudden, Mawape's on the right and Bulldogs on the left, even though they started the other way around. Yeah. And it's 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 something that it really throws a curveball at, at teams, and it's, it's hard to deal with. Yeah, I think we had been talking about that earlier on when um, the Premier League came back on after the pandemic um, stopped play, and we were noticing the same thing with Manchester United, how the front three were rotating around. Like, yeah. all of a sudden, Mason Greenwood is playing striker, and then he's playing left wing, and then he, and rotating around. And this kind of is the same thing, but it's just Bulldog and Moape, and it's yeah. hard to defend. And I mean, you kind of get the same thing with Terzaghi and Pavone kind of thrown in there as well. Yes. Sometimes Pavone, he'll drop in. Yeah, Pavone will drop in, Tazaga will go on top of yep. him, and I'll be uh, switched around. And one thing that we pointed out early on in this game was about how the left side of the Richmond kickers, I really feel like, is the underrated side. Yes. <laughs> Granted, for all the positive you get with Iwape and Scotty Tacky, attacking, you also see the danger zone in behind because Revs, too, were able to get in behind us in dangerous moments. They were able to attack us when Scotty pushed up. But you know, but I think that's the trade-off. If you're like that is the trade-off. But that is one thing that I feel that has been a happy accident with regards to yeah. the kickers. Because if you look at at um, Ivan, 
or Yvonne, as 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 as. Normal. Well, he does a great job of filling in that space with because Scottie remember there were a lot of times when we played in a back three last year. He played that left center back, so he's used to that left side. He's used to filling in on that yeah. left side, which makes it great. And then you know, Falk or Kraft drop in, you know, to make that second center back at least until Scotty can get back. Because there were so many times Scotty, you could just see him overlapping yeah. Mwape and just causing Man. that defense to be like, should I stay or should I, think I go? The- Three chances in the first half we had, I think I counted three, all came from that left side. It yes. all came from Mwapi. Yes. And also, before we get into it further, shouts out to Mwapi. I think he got shouted out by his um, hometown newspaper in Zimbabwe about him getting apostle national team call-up. And if he does it, if he stays on the course that he's on now, by all means, I hope he gets called up. Like, I hope he does. Dude, I hope he dude does. Dude deserves it, yo. He does. He does. He created and, and, multiple chances. And him. we're at a point right now where we have players that if they get called up to their national team, we've got to cover for them. Because if Mwape has to go and miss a game because he's going to play for his national team, we've got Milanos who can fill in and do a job yeah. until Mwape comes back. Yeah. And it also brings more attention to the Richmond kicker. Yeah. We've got a, a an international soccer player playing. Right. We got our big boys. Like, <laughs> we got, <laughs> we're a real club. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, back when we were saying, like, and we created multiple chances throughout that first half on that left-hand side of doing the same thing that we kind of saw against the FC Tucson. Mm-hmm. Getting the ball on that left-hand side, doing a move and kind of cutting in. And there were some times that I kind of reverted back to last year where the I'm like, oh my God, don't do that. Oh, he did it. He pulled off. But I think that's the difference when you see a team with confidence yeah. versus struggling without confidence last year. Because in mm-hmm. Wapi last year, there were moments where you could see you could see the brilliance, but he, I don't think he had the confidence in himself to really, like, do I trust myself in this situation? And now yeah. it's like, I know if I lose the ball, I'm not just going to go into shutdown mode. I'm going to get the ball back another chance to play yes. again. Yes. And Baldwin, Baldwin deserved to go. He I did. Said, I said, I'm post. telling you, when he when Terzaghi laid that ball off, I think it was in like uh, the 19th, was it the... It was in the 19th, or tw- it was around the 19th to 23 minute mark. I yes. Remember, it, I think it was, no, it was the 25th minute, and literally right after, Kraft had a chance as well, too. Yeah. Like, Matt, I mean, when Terzaghi lays that ball off to him, and he's got space, he looks up, he's like, oh, I'm ripping this, and two inches lower, and that's goal of the week. Man, Two inches so, lower, and that's goal of the week. So Luke Pavolchek, Luke, when he hit the crossbar in the first half, it should have been a goal. With the post, yes, oh. it should have been a goal. It, that, that, yes, and again, and Mwape, I think that comes down to not having a certain number of game reps. Because I think if Luke, if you give Luke this chance again, and this is game ten, game twelve, he's putting that he's ball putting in the back of the net with his is, eyes closed. Yeah, this is what game five, game and I five. think. Game three of him starting, I think it's like he's not there yet. He's, he's not there he's yet. He's got to shake you off the cobwebs. You can see it, but that's a chance. Like the thing about this kicker's team now that I'm really starting to love is that this team is creating chances. They're getting chances inside the box. Oh yes. And versus what we were doing to the Reds, what the Reds were trying to do with us, is that our chances were coming inside the box. Their chances were coming from outside, outside of the, the box, box, 25, 30 yards that, Because deep that's all they got. Guys. That's yeah. all they had. That's all they could manage. Because yeah. our, our back four were handling things very well. Yeah, and credit to you. I think you, me and you were talking about it earlier before we started recording about 
Kyle, Kyle Vintner and about how I, I, I'm going to tell you about what I said. I don't think he's going to be a defensive MVP because I, I don't think Kyle does a lot of things flashy. I think he does a lot of things that are he does everything solid, but it's not something that's going to show up in the head sheet of like in, in highlights. Yeah, yeah you like know the last dish tackle or the yeah. the the, the winning the ball in the air commandingly. Venter is is the type of he's your solid uh, center back who's just going to get the job done. Yeah, and he's consistent. He's he's not he doesn't make a lot of noise. He doesn't he's not very flashy, but he's just going to get that job done. Yeah, he does, and I think he compliments great. Because, like, Avon compliments him great in the fact that he has a recovery pace. Yes. And I think that's the reason why he's on the side with Scotty. I think Kyle is on the side with Ian just to make sure Ian don't <laughs> space out at the wrong moment. By the way. Man of the match. Oh, I, I've, Ian, Ian. I just want to put this out there. I have never seen a picture of Ian Antley and Tom Brady in the same room because they are the same person. <laughs> that assist, the flight on that bad boy. Woo! Yeah, we'll get to, we'll get to that All assist. Right. We'll you get ready to go? You ready to go? I do oh. want to talk about something. In the 19th minute, um, we had an opportunity that almost caused a chance where there was this passwork that happened. It was the ball was moved over to the left side in, in the back and then moved back over to the right. Ian Antley gets the ball, pushes up a little bit, and literally within the space of a second, the ball goes from Antley, Pavone, Terzaghi, crap, and like back heels and fancy stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was looking, they looked absolutely awesome. And then the ball gets the craft and Graf puts it in for a through ball. But I think that through ball went a little too far and, and ended up going out of bounds. But that type of yeah. pass work was, oh my goodness. I was like, this, this is what, this is the, what, what, what kickers need to be looking like. Yeah. And I also, when it comes to that pass work, there's sometimes where, is the right time to do it? And then there's something that was like, all right, look, just just boot it along. Like, you know, <laughs> I think it happened in the second half where I think E was playing with it a little round too long. And I think Bodo was playing around with it a little bit too long. He yeah. kind of lost it. Yeah. Put us in a dangerous position. I mean, granted, it didn't come anything from it, but still. Yeah. Um. So your first goal comes in the 53rd minute. I got to give it to Bodo because he literally... <laughs> He tap dances around, I think, three or four revs, two players. But before we get to Boulder, we got to talk about Scotty. Because okay. the the ball comes to Moape. He turns. He's he's going forward. He, there's nothing forward. So he drops back to lay it back to Scotty. And I think he underhits that pass because the defender gets there. And the way Scotty scrambles and fights to win that ball back, that ball ends up behind him and he, like, drags his foot yeah. back and hooks it back in front of him. And literally, I mean, it was, it was, it was It looked crazy. like he was about to lose it. And then he just like, he just, oh, his foot just went back and pulled that ball right back in front of him. Then lays it off to Matt. God, he's flexible. I, I see why that yoga works off. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think of Kara again? Yes. <laughs> but I mean, he looked but like, yes, he no, like you were Bulldog, talking, right? Matt Bulldog. Was, he tap danced around like two, three. Yes. He tap danced. <laughs> he tap danced. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a picture of like baby Bulldog doing tap dance lessons because they paid off here. Yes. And he lays it up to the Zoggy and that balance is, is that's some good balance. Another man. thing that I feel like a lot of people didn't realize was again, I'm sorry, I'm going to go back to him. Scotty, after winning that ball back, laying it off to Matt, he continues his run. He yeah. keeps running. And he ends up in the box and blocks off um, 
blocks off one of the 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 revolution players who's literally right there and c- could end up. He if if Scotty's not there, Terzaghi's shot is getting blocked by that defender. Yeah. And I mean, just to, for him to to have that wherewithal to be like, look, yeah, keep keep the pace running, keep going. And I mean, hey, I, that was that four goals in five games now. It is nothing the goalkeeper could do in that situation. I mean. Well, I'll take that back. If that was Rice, he probably would have done better. He probably would have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it... Um, by the way, the the, the defender was uh, the right-back, Spalding. Oh, yeah. Yes. And he had a good game as well. Spalding had a very good game. Yeah, had a very, very good game. game. Um, um, yeah, I'm sorry, the left-back, but just Scotty's run to get in front of that player and basically make him have to take the long way around. Yeah. And then it's too late. Yeah. Which is already in that box. I, I started to think... If he's anywhere in the vicinity of the box being in front of him, it is going in. Because yeah. I think, like, now it's, it, you know the term, like, in basketball, when you, you're in the zone, mm-hmm. the hoop is, like, three times bigger. Oh, it's, yeah. It's this thing of Steph Curry, he talks about it a lot, about how in Dame Lillard, like, when they're in the zone, they can shoot the ball from 30 feet back, and they know it's in. Because yeah. it, the hoop looks that big. And I think Trezog is starting to get into that zone of where, the net is starting to look big. It doesn't matter what's in front of him. It's definitely on this goal. Like, yeah. he had, what, three, four bodies around him? Oh, yeah. And the goalkeeper charging at him late. Like, it doesn't matter where he's at in the 18-yard, but he feels like, I can put it on frame. I can put it on goal. Yeah, I've you got know? this. Yeah. And I think that's the difference between him and a Luke right now. Because, yeah. and this is no discredit. Like, Luke definitely has played a wonderful game, but I think that's just where Luke is at right now of, the net the the goal right now is a little bit short strength for him. Yes. Where that first goal comes, it opens up a little bit more. And then that second goal. And then that third goal. You know, where yeah. and then now, that's where the floodgates yeah. just open up and it's over. Four and five, over. you know. And I mean Luke's done an amazing job yeah. of like even though like this play is especially even though he's not involved in the goal, he does important things of Shielding off a defender or cutting off a lane for a defender to just easily run onto. Yeah. Now, Rev's goal, on the other hand. No, before we go to Rev's goal, I I need to I I need our Twitter community to kind of give us some info of that goal celebration. What what was that about? Oh, the golf. <laughs> Tazagi's golf goal celebration. I would imagine he plays golf. <laughs> might, he might be a Tiger Woods fan. Two K twenty one is coming out. Who knows. Four and five, I'll take it. <laughs> hey, look, I'm all for celebrating when you score, and I'm glad it was a team celebration. He didn't like shove the other original kickers away. No, no, I mean, I, I, I was, I was like it. I was enjoying it. I kind of chuckled at it, but I, I want to know what, where did that come from? Like, what, what, I, I, what's the story behind the celebration, Terzaghi? What is the story behind the celebration? I, I need to know what Terzaghi shoots at the golf course. <laughs> like, what's, what's, What's your, what's your handicap? <laughs> um, nah, all right. So, right, right before we get to the second goal, there's a moment in the 64th minute that I think, if there's anything I want to highlight about what Darren Sawatsky has changed about the wrist kickers mm. and how teams prepare for the wrist kickers, it comes in this moment. It's pretty much the ball get played back to the Revs goalkeeper, and then he plays it out to, I think, Spalding it is. And I call it the ghost press because it creates a corner kick for us. Where the, yeah. He... the the right back gets the ball, and he looks, and he sees, he's either Pavone or Bota, I can't remember who, but they're charging at him, and, but they stop, and then they kind of fall back. 
But, but in that moment, he just looks and he just kicks the ball like, I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> and, he, and he kicks it to the goalkeeper. And the goalkeeper's already in the net. And he looks and the ball's rolling out of bounds. But I think that alone shapes what Sawasi is trying to do with this team in the matter in the fact of... But he, he instills fear in the back line. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we want teams to fear the press. Even though we're not going to press, we want you to fear. Fear that it could be coming at any yeah. moment. And you, you don't know what's... And you're looking over your shoulder constantly. Yeah. That's, that has definitely and been the case. I think once you get teams in that moment of where they second-guess themselves in terms of, if I try to turn and play, do I get caught on the double team? Mm-hmm. And do I put my team in a bad position? Or do I just kick it back? But then Richmond closes and kick quicker... You know, that could all happen. Yeah. Now, I mean, also another thing with regards to that that situation is it's also allowed for the fullbacks, for Scotty and Ian Antley, to be able to to cheat and push up a little more because it's less opportunity for the other team to be running at our back line because they're more worried about, oh, my goodness, here comes the press. <laughs> and, and it has really, ex- like, exponentially grown Ian Antley's confidence. Yeah. Especially because I remember there was a situation not long after the goal where the ball comes to him. He's on that right side and he's facing backwards. He's facing his own goal. And rather than try and get himself in a position where he's facing forward in order to pass, he just outside of the foot, dink, right over to, to Yvonne yeah. over in the middle. Just the way he casually, just outside of the foot, just loops that ball into him. I was like, this guy, he's, his confidence is completely yeah. through the roof. Like, he's... Yeah. <laughs> you ready to talk about the second goal, though? Yeah. The, the, um, <laughs> so, uh, I'm not sure when he comes on, but uh, uh, Rev's player, Milano... I think, he's, I think he's right at that time. I think he comes on right at that corner kick. Yeah. No. I, yes. He comes on right at that corner. Yes, kick. and I I remember <laughs> hearing the, the commentators talking about him. Yeah, because he takes the, the corner. Backstory. Yeah, he takes the corner and <sighs> yeah, the short corner. Yeah, there's no one you can particularly blame. I think in the only situation, at first I was like, well, why is Emiliano the only one stepping out? But then when you go look at the play and like, I think where the Revs two player has the ball at is kind of like you damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. If, if the whole Richmond Kickers backline moves up, then they just hit the ball back yeah, over us. And yeah, and then it's, and it's a free header. Yeah. Everyone pretty much has to stay back, so no one else can really per- commit to it. Yeah. And it kind of leaves Emiliano, who's a striker, one on one. Do I want Emmy in that situation? Heck no. No, of course I not. I don't want him defending that one lick. But at the end of the day, who are you going to push out to defend that? Uh, yeah. The most of, you know, Scotty. Could Yvonne. you switch Scotty and Emmy? But I don't know. Yeah, Scotty, Yvonne, and and Venter. You want them in the box. You want their height in there. You yeah. don't want you know. And there's nothing a carrier can do on this. No, nothing a carrier can do because yeah. he's seen the ball. A the arc of the ball look like it's making like it's going super out of wide, it. and it just curls. It just dips down. Into, yeah, that was a very very good. But shot. I mean. You had, it, Terzaghi does overstep. He he does overcommit. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you want the player, and and this is something, of course, as a, as an attacking player, he's not used to, and it's not second nature to him. You want to force the player wide. 
So if he was going to overcommit in any position, it would have been overcommitting to the inside to force him to go around you because you want to widen the angle at which he would shoot from if he does want to take a shot. But Terzaghi overcommits. I think he tries to cheat and see if he can win the ball, which defenders know in that situation. In the box, you're, you're not trying to win the ball. You're just trying to protect the goal. And in that situation, he just needed to stand his ground a little more. He overcommits. Malongo goes to the inside and just curls that ball in. There's no way Scotty is able to step out yeah. in time to block that. And at that moment, I'm like, well, they're in second place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, I've been so scarred by Richard Kickers that I had no positive hope. It is so bad. I was just like, oh, man. Yeah, and I mean, it, you could see that the, kid, the it was things were starting to kind of, the kids were starting to get a little rattled. I mean, about almost 10 minutes later, um, Yvonne miscontrols the ball in the yeah. box. Presley wins it and takes a shot. That's what I was Akira. like, Yvonne, I don't need you to revert back to last year. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was one of those situations where I think the ball came to him unexpectedly. Yeah. And, and you know, he miscontrols it. Presley gets the ball, takes a shot. Akira with a good save. Um... But then, literally, a minute, two minutes later, he comes calling. Antley. <laughs> That's all we got to say. Antley. By the way, Antley's stash game, I, I love the stash game. <laughs> it gave me, like, uh, what's the movie? Top Flight? Yep. It gave me, like, Top Flight vibes. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, he's been growing this ass for a while. <laughs> he's been practicing this. But, man... The flight on that ball. Those those are one of those. Those are that was a deadly, deadly, deadly ball. Those are those deadly situations where you're like, ah, like you don't know what to do. There's no way a defender. It's ahead of all of the defenders. Defender can't get to it, and because it's curling away, the goalie can't afford to step out to it. Yeah. And then, especially a goalkeeper in his first start. Like, yes. At that point, you're just like, yo, I really hope this ball either A goes out of bounds or the defender's going to put to it first. Yes. Because at that point, the ball is like coming in and it's curling at a point where it's like, all right, I can go step for it. But if I go for it and I misjudge it, it's an open net. So I got to stay on my line. Yeah. And at that point, you're just hoping you can be the best dive in the head you can be exactly. and put a foot out. Yeah. <laughs> and but that, credit that... to Kraft for sticking on to it, because I think he's the only kicker that recognizes, like, oh, this ball is going, and I'm yeah. going with it. No, I mean, the, Luke Pavon was was in a position where I think he runs in, and because of his run, it, it kind of distracts the center backs a little bit, but I think from the moment it leaves Ian's foot, I think Pavon knows, this is going over my head, but I'm going to keep running anyway. Yeah. And he, he keeps his run going, and that, I mean, the way that ball is placed, does it even bounce? I mean, <laughs> I don't think he touches the ground that once. I, oh I mean, my goodness. by the time he gets the Raleigh Crash foot, it, it's, it's, it's off the ground and off his foot yeah, it's yeah. practically at the same time. So, and I mean, I would say, I think the kickers did a better job in this game versus the FC Tucson in the forward game of closing out the rest of the game. I don't remember. Do you remember anything else really after this goal? I mean, not not really. Um, I, I actually, what I saw more of was a little bit more on the attacking side. I mean, when Bolanos comes in, he just he he literally gives that right side yeah. of the defense hell. 
He runs at them and forces tired legs to push harder. And, I mean, he did have a situation. I know you got a beef with him. I do got beef with him. Because, strangely enough, before we talk about that, Akwe at the 9th, at the 10th. Respect my man. (laughs) Look, Akwe comes in. And I'm thinking, I see him coming off the bench. I'm like, wait, are they taking off? um, Are they taking off Venter? Are they taking off? Ivan, I was like, I don't think they should take either of those two hours. Are we switching to a back three? And then, who was it who came off? Terzaghi comes off, and I'm like, okay, so then they're just going to push players up, and then he's going to drop back into a back three, and then maybe Ian and Scotty will play as wing backs, and maybe top. No, he went up top. He went up top. It was a light for light switch. He went in in the position. Terzaghi, I'm like, wait a minute, what? Terzaghi's playing the 10? How is this working? But um, the king of strong style was back. And Darren was like, you are not getting a red or yellow card. I'm putting you on top. Just run around to cause havoc. Exactly. And I was I, lie, I was a little excited for him. Because I was, was like, yo, if Aqui scores, I oh, know that's what he almost had a situation where he could score. And I know this is your beef with Milano's. Milano's, again, just completely burning that fullback on that side. Yeah. I think this was probably the third time in a row by now. Burning that fullback on the side and just completely flying down that left side. Cuts inside and he's now like literally in the box. Everyone's scrambling to get to him and Akoi is literally just outside the six. In the middle. In the (laughs) middle. And he's standing there like, give me the ball. And Bolano says, no, I'm going for it. Good save by the keeper. I, I'm gonna give yeah, Meyer, I'm Meyer. gonna give Meyer his 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 props on that got one. Beef with and that was the second time. I think Bolanos actually had a breakaway before yeah. where where Meyer did come out and make a good save. And that's that's why I'm saying like the goals are gonna come. Bolanos is gonna get goals. Terzaghi's gonna get more goals. I think Kraft is gonna get some more goals. Bulldog is gonna put a few in. Yeah. Mawape might because I, I I don't know. I'm not sure if Mawape. I think Mawape more this year reminds me of. It, he reminds me of that midfielder. He's not, like you said, he's not looking to go be the scoring threat. Yeah. I think he's looking more to come provide attacking mid-help when it turns out he can go play striker. Yeah. I, I think, think he might not. He might get a couple, but I think that's not his focus right now. Yeah. I think it's his job is to put some dangerous crosses in. I mean, it seems like he's always looking for Ivan, especially on set pieces. He's yeah. always looking for Ivan in the yeah, box. Yeah, because I think like two or three set pieces, there were it was targeted right to Ivan. Right to Ivan. And um which is I mean, I have no complaints. <laughs> I think he got on the end of one and almost it crept over the crossbar. But yeah. So I mean, the end of this game, Richmond three game winning streak, three wins, one draw, one loss. We got a big game against Greenville on Saturday. And Greenville, who beat uh, Fort Lauderdale. Did you see the goal in the Fort Lauderdale-Greenville game? No, I didn't. But I saw it. I, I knew that it was just... Um... The goal was... it. It's the goal of the year. It's the goal of the year, dude. <laughs> uh... I, I, you, you watch it after this. I didn't finish recording. It's the goal of the year. Oh, man. I don't, yeah. I don't like the sound of that. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> but... They beat for a lot of us, so that means they now have a six-point gap between us and Richard there in second place. I think if 
they what well, they play a game midweek against Revs two on the road, and then they come down on Saturday. So we might get a tire legs Greenville. We hope we, and pray. We hoping for a tire legs Greenville. <laughs> Hopefully, someone eats some bad chowder. But <laughs> that's the goal. Yeah, bad chowder up there. But <laughs> one thing I do feel is, um, and we were talking about it before we recorded, was the situation of the fact that our first game against Greenville. I do feel that it was more in Greenville's favor. They had already had a game to work out the kinks, like you yeah. said. And it was our first game. And two false starts and finally a start. And that that can really throw a team. And especially since you haven't had a game to really get things going yet. But, we I mean... Ed on goals scored more goals than Greenville did. Yeah. <laughs> Let that yeah. think about it. So like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Two of them were, were, were their goals. Um, one of them was ours. Others an own goal. Yeah, because remember, Scotty's was not an own goal. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, a 3-2 to two loss to them when we had two false starts, two games canceled, and hadn't had a game yet, and they had already... Play. Yeah. They had already had an opportunity to work out, you know, any kinks that they may have had. And this was our trial run. Yeah. So I do feel that we have an opportunity to, to, to make this the, 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 the true game. Yeah, I think this is the game that matters the most because, like we were saying, if all, all things look to see, if Greenville beats Revs 2 on Wednesday, they will have a 19-point gap, right? Yeah. I mean, a 9-point gap. If they beat us on Saturday... You you have to lock them in into a playoff spot because by that time they will have a what, uh, twelve point gap. Twelve point gap, eight games. And everyone through else, the season yeah, already. Everyone else in League One seems to kind of be in the same position. Yeah. Of like, is a huge cluster between. Really, I'll I'll throw us in there because we're only two points ahead of Omaha, but mm-hmm. us and. What seventh, eighth place? Yeah, there's a huge cluster of teams that no team is really out of it. I think the only thing that might be out of it is Revs. Yes, because just because they don't have a winner this season, they don't have and, a win yet. Um, yeah, but I think this is it's weird to read this game because I don't know if Richmond is coming in this game with house money. Like it, when I mean by house money, I'm talking about in terms of no one is probably is going to pick us to win this game. Yeah. So it's not that pressure on Richmond. Versus, like, we're playing, like, a Revs or OCB or, you know, our FC Tucson. Where it's, yeah, like, we're is... not the considered favorite. So, can Richmond then take advantage of that? And we're playing at home with the city in City Stadium. Can we kind of, you know, take the momentum and make it another one? And kind of close and potentially close that gap before Greenville. I think one of the key matchups is definitely going to be between Cal and Keegan. Yeah, I think that's for certain. Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a very yeah, good match. Yeah, because you know, Kyle missed out in the first game. So if Kyle's in there, <clears throat> and Akira doesn't get hurt, you gotta see like, all right, that back line is a little bit better. Yeah, those are two key parts that were out <clears throat> in that Greenville game. Does that change his things? You know, there's a lot of it can go either way. I know there's there's no way how to predict this game because it's like. You eliminate the stupid mistakes, yet can the kickers overcome, you know, Greenville? Yes. You know? 
I mean, we were able to score two goals on them. Yeah. And, and Grimo's coming to this game knowing that they win this game. It's more or less a lock for a playoff spot. Yeah. Because I think, like, they have two or three games left after this game, and then they get, like, a two-week break before they play forward. You know, and that's huge. Because if you yeah. can go into that two-week break with positive <laughs> momentum, you kind of see how the rest of the table kind of plays out for two weeks, and then you know, like, all right, this is what we need to lock a playoff spot. Yeah. So it's – this game can really – I know we've been saying it on our show for a while and other podcasts as well, but, like, Last week, this week, and the next week is really going to determine the rest of oh, USL League One. Exactly. And determine what teams are for real and what teams aren't. Because, yes. like, everyone was running off South Georgia before they beat Chattanooga. They beat Chattanooga, even though they play more games than anyone else, they're in the thick of things. Yes. You yeah. know? North Texas hasn't looked like North Texas, but we all know North Texas can come in. And turn Should it on. Turn and it just, on at any moment. Yeah. You know, Chattanooga. Chattanooga has, I think, a play or two from being in that top four discussion. You get Omaha for it. Like, it, it can literally go anyway. Yeah. It can go any way. So, next Saturday is going to be big. Like, all yeah. eyes are going to be on, on that game. Yes. Because, I mean, at this point right now, so far, we're the top two. And it's still so great to say that. It does. Soul position. Yes. <laughs> Soul position top two. Right? Oh, gosh. Ah. Uh, and I, I got to say, man, you can't, as a Kickers fan, yo, I know we don't, get, we don't have, like, the big, big fan base of, like, Greenville, of, like, Ford Madison, you know, on Twitter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But to see where everyone had us ranked in the preseason power polls as the worst independent team, and then now to see a second, I think you got it. I got to tip my head to Darren Swanson and be like, "Man, you put in work." Like, yes, <clears throat> you know, yes. Um, it's, and it's one thing early. that he promised that he has delivered on is the kickers are a lot more exciting to watch. Yeah. Um, the movement around the field, the the dynamic press that we have, it's 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 very exciting. It's very yeah, it it's, is. It's very new and. One one thing that I do, one caveat that I have with regards to last season is you're talking about a transition, new league, new new teams, practically a new team because nearly everyone's gone except for maybe like two or three guys. It it it's it was a very rocky situation. Yeah. And because of that, it, the the soccer wasn't as as clean cut and as flowing as it could have been. But now, you know, we do have a lot of new signings. However, one thing that I think has also helped that is this coronavirus break, which has allowed for the players to develop closer relations with each other, yeah. develop a chemistry often on and yeah. off the field. And I think all the players talk about it as well. Is like it allowed them to get to know their players, get to know all their teammates, just besides, oh, we play together. Yeah. I get to really know you, and we become close-knit. We become friends and whatnot. And, yeah. You know, it's been... That's probably one of the best things out of coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, anything else in this game, man, before we move on? Um, <clears throat> no. I'm hoping for a win. I'm hoping for a win on Saturday. Um, I can see a two, another 2-1 two, win. If we if we play our cards right, it's, it, to know, be honest, with you, if we play like we did today, I mean t- today, if we play like we did against the Revs, 
I can see a 2-1 win. I'm going to let you do the score predicting because you know me. I don't score predict. <laughs> I'm not doing it. It's not, no. I normally don't, but I'm, I'm, willing, to, I'm willing to put this one in there. I'm not. <laughs> I'm totally fine not score predicting. Um, real quick, Richard Kickers dropped some new kids. Yes. Well, not new kids, I want to say. I, I don't know how to describe them. Because the kickers aren't going to wear them during the game, even though I think they should. They definitely should. <laughs> I personally think they so should. So, I don't know how to describe them. I know that th- and they called them what? Modernized throwbacks? So, it, the kids, for those who don't know, are a relook of the 95 U.S. Open Cup team. They're called the Chip Kid. Yeah. Which, by the way, I do have a little bit of beef with because I, don't, I think they should have hyped it up a little bit more. Yes. Because they released a video of it, and then, like, you saw the video, and then Nothing. Twitter was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then, like, an hour later, they just released the kit. And I'm like, drag that out a little bit more. Yeah. Like, drag it out a little bit more. Like, get some, like, show Robert Ucott wearing the kit, or have someone around, like, City Stadium or around the city rocking the kit and stuff like that. Like, you know, kind of play into it. Yeah. You know, it kind of... A little bit more. I feel like yeah, it was a little a, bit rushed. A little bit, yeah. It was a little rushed. A little better on the marketing side to, to get that to get you know to get the hype and the anticipation, yeah, up a little more a little more. But I mean, overall, I give the kit itself. I give it a B. It's not the my only gripes of it is there's no Arby's logo. Yeah, and it's not the original red. That's my only thing. Yeah. It's not the original red. It's not the original red. It's It's a a darker red. red. It's like an arsenal red of sorts. Yeah. I would have wanted a more... I would have wanted like a... The original red, I would have wanted the Arby's logo. Yeah. Outside of that, it's a good kit. I think... Marking aside, I give it a C. Like, the video was cool. I think they could have dragged it out a little bit longer. Yeah. You gotta... You gotta... You gotta... Get more dramatic with it. Yeah. (laughs) Make me feel like I gotta have it. You know? That's my only thing. Um, Yeah. Anything else from you, my man, before we wrap up? We have two other shows to do today. Yeah, we do. Our listeners are getting an airful. Yeah. (laughs) Hope you like the sound of our voices. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I hope they do. I hope they do. But hey, yeah, we've got two episodes of um, Can I Kick It that we're going to try and work on today. So be on the lookout for those. A lot of coffee. Yeah. Well, as always, guys, first and foremost, we're going to say thank you to our uh, people that signed up to support our podcast, Can I Kick It. Uh, Shouts out to them. You know, that's always great. But to our sponsors as well, Roughneck Scars, Icarus FC, and of course, for the culture. As always, this is Elliot. This is Shanir. Keep us on the good side, guys. We'll see you next time.